Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Happy Easter. Today we celebrate Resurrection Day. Feliz Dia de la Resurrección. And happy Easter to our family out there in live stream and podcast land. We sure do miss you here in the house. It's my privilege to share God's word with you today. And as usual, if you'd like to follow along the outline of the message, you can do that through your Bible app, or you could grab a printed outline from the box there in the back. So in honor of Jesus rising, let's rise. To read the Easter passage together this morning. Now, we don't have to read it all in unison, but, 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 but we can try. I'm going to read it, and you do your best, but when we get to a certain part, you're going to know which part. We're going to shout it all together, all right? Are we all ready to read the Easter passage together? Matthew chapter 28 says, early. Hold on, hold on. we got to get ready. All right, ready, ready? Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a deep faint. Dead faint. (laughs) Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. Ready? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Let's go back a slide. Let's go back a slide. Ready? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Now turn to somebody and say it to him. Ready? Ready? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying and now go quickly and tell his disciples that he is, that he has risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you to Galilee you'll see him there remember what I've told you you may take your seat Jesus resurrection was a surprise let me say that again Jesus resurrection was an unexpected surprise but resurrection from the dead was something that all real Hebrews, that all real Jews in the culture of Jesus' day believed in. What do I mean by resurrection of the dead? The final resurrection of all the dead. They all believed that that one day would happen. But Jesus' resurrection was a surprise. You know what? I, 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 you can see the promise of the resurrection from the dead throughout the Old Testament. And I was just thinking, remember when... Lazarus got sick and died, and Jesus went, and he was actually going to raise him temporarily from the dead, right? And, uh, you know, Martha comes out, and if you had been here, Jesus, Lazarus wouldn't have died. And what does Jesus tell him? Don't worry, Martha, your brother. Oh, some of you have read it. Some of you remember. Don't worry, Martha, your brother. He'll rise again. Now, he was talking about he was about to raise him from the dead, right? 
And what did Martha respond? Oh, I know, Jesus. My brother will rise when, when everyone rises, right? Because they believed and believe that in the last day, all will rise from the dead, right? So resurrection, the resurrection of the dead was not a new concept. It was just simply that they weren't expecting for Jesus to rise from the dead. Um, what they didn't understand, not even the disciples. We got kids downstairs this morning. Am I the only one that hears them? Good. <laughs> I got a lot of amens under my feet today. What people didn't understand, not even Jesus' disciples that had followed him and seen him do all that he had done for three and a half years, not even they understood that the resurrection of all would be preceded by the resurrection of one. Come on, say that. The resurrection of all was preceded by the resurrection of one. Who is he? His name is Jesus. All right. That's why they couldn't understand when Jesus kept saying that he would die and rise again. I mean, how many times did he tell his disciples, the son of man is going to go and, and he's going to be crucified, but on the third day he'll rise. And the disciples were always kind of like, what is he talking about? Most of the time they actually got really sad because they didn't want him to die. They saw if he died, then maybe he really wasn't the Messiah, right? And so, you know, that's, this is why when he rose from the grave and, and, and there they are at, at the tomb and he says he's risen just as he just as he said, right? Because he said many times that he would die and rise again, but nobody understood it. This is why they were so sad and confused every time he talked about the cross, because they had no idea that he would rise again. That is not what they expected of their Messiah. That is not, although it is so clear throughout the Old Testament that that is what would happen, they weren't expecting the cross much less the resurrection. Come on, somebody say, Jesus' resurrection was a surprise. Jesus' death on the cross actually seemed like defeat, and his resurrection was totally unexpected. So just a few things to understand before we really jump into this today. Jesus died for the sins of the world, right? But when he died, he didn't just die for sin. He died to die, to take on death, to literally confront death because the result of sin is death. And so when he died, he died for our sins, but he died to actually die, to confront death, to pick a fight with death, you could say, right? How many of us know he won? Through the resurrection, he defeated death. On the cross, he confronted death. But through the resurrection, he defeated death. When Jesus rose from the grave, he took all of death's power away. Death is overturned. Death is canceled. Come on, tell your neighbor, death is canceled. And, through re and, and this is where we're going to go today. And this may be... This may be something you're very familiar with, but this may be something totally new and fresh to you. Through Jesus' resurrection, resurrection is now the future reality for all. 
This is a huge topic, y'all. This is a really big topic. No way to cover it on a Sunday. No way to even cover it in a series of, of messages. The resurrection of the dead is a very big deal. You know what Paul said in Hebrews 6? Let's move on from the basic things like repentance of sin, faith in God, laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead. And the reality is the resurrection of the dead for early Christians was very, very crystal clear. But through the years and through the generations and with the changes of culture and through the, what we call the age of enlightenment, when people said there's no way someone could rise from the dead, okay, the, the, the clear, crystal clear doctrine of the resurrection of all the dead has become something kind of vague, and now Christians, instead of saying, when they die, instead of saying, I'll rise again, they say, I'll die and I'll go to heaven. How many of us have said that? You don't have to raise your hand. I know I have. Okay? But, and, and I'm sorry if I'm going to burst any bubbles on Easter Sunday. But when you die, look at here, you are not going anywhere. Okay? You're not going to heaven when you die. Gulp. Gasp this pastor preaching i'm leaving right hold on let's see what the bible has to say about this like i said this is a huge topic and there's no way i can cover it all today but i'm going to do my best to give you as much as i can on easter is it okay is it okay if i give you some really good stuff on easter is it okay if i give you something that's going to challenge your thinking on easter okay the title of today's message is life Afterlife after death. And no, that's not a typo. Life, some of you looked at the outline and went, oh, there's a typo in there on Easter. Golly, didn't they proofread it? No. All right. The title today is Life Afterlife After Death. Okay, are we ready for this? Now, this is, this is something I'm going to ask you for today. I need an extra special favor on Easter. Can you do the pastor an Easter favor? Yes. Normally, we would not read this lengthy of a passage in a Sunday teaching, okay? But this is the deal. I tend to think Paul explains it a little better than I, the Apostle Paul, right? And so what I want to do is I want to just read it verbatim from the Bible. Is that okay? I mean, I'm going to give you some, some points here at the end. It'll be, it'll be quick at the end. But is it okay if we just read through this in the Bible? All right, are you ready to read, not a whole chapter, but almost a whole chapter? Ready? So what I'm going to do, we're going to have it on the screen, and I'm go we're going to read, and then I'm going to kind of pause and let it sink in, all right? And then we're going to keep reading. So this is going to take a few minutes. Are we ready to do this together? Punch your neighbor and say, are you ready? First Corinthians chapter 15. I encourage you to write this down. Read the whole chapter and then go home and read 1 Thessalonians. We're not going to get to that today, okay? But 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is where we're going to focus in today. Are you ready? Do you promise me you're ready for this? It's quite lengthy. Are you ready? All right. Let's do this. Verse 1. Now let me remind you, dear brothers and sisters, the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. It's the good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you, unless, of course, you believe something that was never true. 
in the first place. Shall I continue? I pass on to you what was important and what had also been passed on to me. Ready? Christ died for our sins just as the scriptures said. What scriptures? The whole Old Testament talked about what Christ would do, okay? He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day just as the scriptures said. Yes, the Old Testament talks about the resurrection a lot. He was seen by Peter and then by the 12. And after that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I, who is this? Who's writing this? Paul, the apostle Paul, had been born at the wrong time. I also saw him. Remember Saul's experience on the road to Damascus, right? The risen Jesus appeared to him and let him have it. Okay. But tell me this. Ready for the nitty gritty? Since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying that there will be no resurrection from the dead? For if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ hasn't been raised either. And if Christ hasn't been raised, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. And we apostles would all be lying about God. For we've said that God raised Christ from the grave, but it can't be true if there's no resurrection from the dead. And if there's no resurrection from the dead, then Christ has not been raised. He's repeating himself on purpose, okay? And if Christ hasn't been raised, your faith is useless and you're still guilty of your sins. I thought the cross took care of everything. No, the cross was the first step. The resurrection was required, okay? On the cross, he paid. On, in, through the resurrection, he won, Okay? He canceled our sins. But if that's not true, we're all still guilty. Yikes. I hope it's true. Do you? Woo! In that case, all who've died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we're more to be pitied than anyone in the world. Like, give up your whole life to follow Jesus, and then it, that's it? But in fact, come on, somebody. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Come on, let's read it together. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. He's the what? The first. The first. The first. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, who's that? Who did death come through? Adam. Very good. Now the resurrection from the dead has what? Begun. Oh, you mean he started something? That wasn't it? No, the, Jesus' resurrection just barely started something. The resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Who is it? Ah. <sighs> Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. And that's not just new life in this life. When we get born again, we get a new life, but literally a new life, resurrection life. But, here, but there is an order to this resurrection. Are we ready? Christ was raised as the first. 
of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be what? Raised when he comes back. After that, the end will come. The end of what? Not the end of the world. (laughs) The end of the age. That's right. The end of the age. In other words, it was this way and now it's a new way, right? The end of the old way will come. And the new way will begin when he will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power for Christ, must reign until he humbles his, all his enemies beneath his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Let me pause there. We're not quite done, but let me pause there. Through the resurrection, through Christ's resurrection, death was defeated. But in the second coming, when we're all raised from the dead, death will not only be defeated, it'll be totally and completely destroyed. Canceled. Gone. But someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? Are you asking yourself that question right now? What a foolish question. <laughs> the Bible says that. Can we, let's get the next slide. We got it? I want everybody to see it. Are we out of scripture? Verse 30 what? Hallelujah. Okay. But someone may ask, well, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? What? A foolish question. That's an insult because I kind of have that question. (laughs) Made me feel silly. (sighs) When you put a seed in the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first, right? And when you, what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you're planting. Then God gives it a new body, the body he wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. Similarly, there are different kinds of flesh. One kind for humans, another kind for animals, another for birds, another for fish. There are also bodies in the heavens and bodies on the earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of earthly bodies. The sun has one kind of glory. The moon and stars have another kind. Each have another kind. And even the stars differ from one another in their glory. Are we okay? Are we sure? Can I keep going? It's the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Here we go. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever? Which bodies? Which bodies are going to be raised? These bodies. Said, I thought I'm going to get a new body. No, ma'am. No, sir. It'll be renewed, but it's going to be this body right here. Some of y'all didn't like that. <laughs> Doggone it. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll, you're about to get happy, okay? <laughs> Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they'll be raised in glory. Huh? They're buried in weakness, but they'll be raised in strength. 
They're buried as natural human bodies, but they'll be raised as spiritual bodies. By the way, not spirits detached from bodies floating around in the sky on the clouds playing harps. That is not, I know a lot of us might think that, that, of, that way of heaven, or we may have used to think that way, but that is not the way our we will have body, in other words, bodies that are fully and completely connected and alive spiritually. Okay? There are natural bodies, but there are spiritual bodies. But let me reveal to you, uh, sorry, for just as there, where are we? That one. Let's go. Let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We won't all die. <gasps> Why? Why won't we all die? I know this is a parenthesis. Go to 1 Thessalonians 4, 5. Why won't we all die? Why won't we all die? Why won't we all die? Because when Christ returns, some people will still be alive. Right? If he comes tonight, I sure hope I'm still alive. When Christ returns, some will still be alive. Right? Though everyone who's died will be dead. Okay? You guys all right? We won't all die, but we will all be transformed. (laughs) It'll happen in a moment in the blink of an eye when the last trumpet is blown. The last trumpet is the signal of the end of the age and a new age beginning, right? This is referring to when Jesus comes back. For when the trumpet sounds, this is it. Those who have died will be raised to live forever. Those who have died will be what? And those who are alive or living will also be transformed. Why? For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. He called it spiritual bodies earlier, right? Then when our dying body has been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For, the, for sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives us his power altogether now. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Thank you for your extra patience and extra attention to the word today. There's so much to say on this topic, but I'm just going to give you two big truths. Is that okay? Two big truths. Number one, Jesus rose. Jesus rose, and it's so important to understand that Jesus' physical body literally physically rose from death. His physical body came back to life. It, some people have tried to minimize this and say, yeah, Jesus, and Jesus died, but it, his spirit came back, right? No, that is false. Because get this, if that's all that happened, he didn't really defeat death. If all that came back was his spirit, then death is still reigning. 
But that isn't what happened. His physical body that died on Friday afternoon, at dawn on Sunday morning, his physical body was back to life. Jesus rose. His body rose from death. That's how he defeated death. Listen, without the resurrection, the cross would have actually meant defeat. Without the resurrection, they killed the Messiah. This is why all the disciples were so sad. Their hopes were dashed. We thought he was the Messiah. But now he's dead. Listen, the disciples did not get it. I guess they weren't listening. Because he kept telling them. Remember what I said? Just as he said. Without the resurrection, the cross would have meant defeat. But I am so happy today because it wasn't defeat. Because Jesus did, in fact, rise from the dead. And he is alive forever and ever. You mean his body is still alive? His body is still alive. And we don't know exactly what happened, but something happened. You know, it says weakness will become strength and immortality will become immortality. But because when Jesus rose, he would appear. We know that at one time he appeared to 500 people. And some people were like, I think that's Jesus. Remember what happened? I've never understood why at the end, I think it's the end of John. I don't know why Peter stripped naked to go fishing, but it says he was naked fishing. Or he took off at least his outer clothes and he was fishing. And they saw Jesus on the shore and they were like. It's Jesus. He says he put his clothes back on and jumped in the water. Okay. So remember Mary at the tomb? She thought he was who? The gardener. So it, it must have still looked like Jesus because. It's kind of like there came a moment and they were like, Jesus, right? But something must have happened in his body. Do I know what it was? I don't know. All I know is it's going to happen to me. And it's going to happen to you if you're in Christ. His physical body rose from the grave. And because of that, death is totally and completely defeated. I'm glad some of us are happy about that this morning. So important. Their sorrow, the disciples' sorrow was, sorrow was soon turned into great joy. Jesus died to deal with sin. And you have to know this today. If you are not walking with God, if you're far from God and you're living a life of sin, the good news is he took care of it. Look at me. He took care of it. That's why he died. He died to pay the price, the penalty, the consequence of sin. Sin produces death. So he went to the cross and he took your sins and he took my sins. He took all the sins of the world on his body and therefore he died. Right? He died to deal with sin. But when he rose, he defeated death. Double whammy. 
Some of us are old enough to know what that means, right? Come on, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is alive. And he defeated death. Do you believe he rose? Do you believe he rose? Do you believe Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead and is alive forevermore? Well, guess what? Jesus rose. Number two, we're all going to rise. Because of him, we're all going to rise. We just read it in, in 1 Corinthians that Jesus was the first to be resurrected as a precursor of the resurrection of everybody. Because he rose, we're all going to rise. And this is important, so important. Our bodies will rise again. Not our our spirits. Our spirit connected with our body will rise again. Thankfully, renewed and glorified. Why? Because having now having this, the curse of sin and death removed, we can actually be fully, spiritually, and eternally alive in our bodies. People ask this question all the time, right? Will we know each other? Will we know each other in heaven? I'll say, How? what a silly question, like you said, right? Of course we'll know each other. We might have to do a, a double take, be like, good Caleb right I see those muscles right Woo. Justin you look awfully shiny Diane are you 29 I don't know what's gonna happen all I know is the Bible actually says we don't know when he comes what we'll be like all we know is we'll be like him I'm going to be like him. And if you follow him, you'll be raised from the dead and you'll be like him. Your body, say my body, touch it. My body will rise. 1st some of us, this actually might be sort of a redefining of our incomplete, um, enlightened view of heaven. Because unfortunately, most people, most Western, I know some, when I say Western, I don't mean you live in the Western United States, but you know, Western culture, modern Western culture, most of us believe that when people die, they go to heaven. Okay? It's quiet because a lot of people just kind of, that's the status quo. It's like you die and you either go to heaven or you go to hell, right? Hello? That's not the Bible. Okay. This may be, okay, there, there was this, this time in history, I'm not going to get into it, called the Enlightenment, when it was just the opposite of that. It wasn't enlighten, enlightening about it. And the, during the Enlightenment, people became extremely literal. And so even Christians, enlightened Christians, started to believe that Jesus' body didn't rise. Okay, maybe you didn't know that, but that's a thing. Well, that, we don't realize how much that has influenced our Western Christianity. 
And because there's this kind of this vague idea that it's, it's more like Jesus' spirit rose, people have made heaven like that. That when people's bodies die, it's our spirits that go to heaven, okay? But that is not what the Bible teaches. Eternal life. You know, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have Eternal life is not just life after death. Most everybody in the world believes in some form of life after death, but that is not what the Bible teaches. Life after death is very vague. Eternal life, listen, this is so important, is not a spiritual place where our earthly body will be separated from our eternal soul and where our soul or our spirit is just going to be with God away from our body. That is not, not what eternal life means. Now, let me address an issue here because some of you are like, but, 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 but where are people now? Right? Me too. Throughout the word, there is a very clear also understanding that there is a resting place or waiting place until the resurrection of our bodies. And throughout the Bible, uh, you may call this, you can totally call this heaven. It's totally fine. So-and-so died and went to heaven. If you want to say that, that is totally fine. The Bible doesn't call it heaven, though. The Bible calls it paradise, Sleep, my favorite one is Abraham's bosom. I actually prefer to say another way, it's with the Lord. To die is to be with the Lord, right? Or what most people call it is heaven, right? That is very real. It is throughout the Bible that there is a resting place where all will wait until the final resurrection. But this is by no means the end. The resting place is not the end. It's not even close to the end. And again, I'm so sorry if I'm bursting any bubbles on Easter, but you're not going to go to heaven. You're going to rest with the Lord until your body rises again. When you die, unless he comes while we're still alive, I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Rather than going through the process of death and then being renewed, I'd just like him to go zap. <laughs> you know, like whatever. I don't know. <laughs> no one is going to heaven heaven is coming to us what in the world is pastor hunter preaching the bible let me say that again because if you get this it is part of why the good news is so stinking good. We're not going to die and our spirits float off like gas up into the sky. No, no. We're not going to die and go to heaven. Heaven is coming to earth and our bodies 
will rise to live fully in the perfect heaven and earth. Some of y'all have read it. Others are going to go home and read it. This, this changes the way I look at my life and my body. I mean, God actually cares about my body because he's going to raise it. Oh, hold on. It's that, that'll, that'll hit some of us later. Okay. There's so, so, so much more. And I really encourage you, go home, dig into this. It actually isn't complicated. It's very clear. It's just that we think like Westerners rather than Bible people. We've allowed Western culture to shape our thinking more than the Bible. About stuff in the Bible. Read the Bible like it is. Read it for what it says exactly the way it says it. There's so, so much more. And I really, I just encourage you to dig into your Bible. And don't just accept the, the status quo of, you know, they're, they're, they're dying and they're in a better place. Well, yeah. Okay. We don't have time for much more to look, you know, to look more into this today. Because, you know, this is enough already. <laughs> But let's just look at Revelation before we, before we finish. Because what people call a revelation or a, 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 like a vision of heaven, right? Okay, we ready? This is Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. I thought earth was going to be destroyed and that was the end of that. And the imagery here of the original language is not a brand new heaven and a brand new earth, but it is a renewed heaven and a renewed earth, a renewed version of the same one. Okay. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. No beaches in heaven, right? <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> But here's the thing. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, which is always a picture of the people of God, right? And it says it's what? We're going to it. Are we going to it? Are we going to it? What's happening? It's coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now where? Among his people. Do you see the difference? People aren't going anywhere. Who's coming? He's coming. That's heaven. He'll live with them. We always say we'll live with him, right? And we will live with him because he's going to live with us. And they'll be his people. God himself will be with them. He'll wipe every tear from their eyes. And there will be what? No more death. Or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I'm making everything new. And he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings. And I'll be their God and they'll be my children. But I couldn't 
give you all of this without that. Ready? But, come on, say but. Look at me. Don't believe the lie that everyone will be judged the same. Not everyone's going to heaven. But the cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, the murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all the liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Look what it says, what it calls it. This is the second death. So you can either, look, you can either die and rise to live forever forever, or die and then die again forever. Our word in English for that is hell, right? So a lot of words in the New Testament for hell. We typically just use the word hell. But the proper Understanding of that is a forever second death. And I want to ask just for the next couple of minutes if we could refrain from getting up and down, going in and out. This may be a very, very important moment for some people in the room. It may be a very important moment for anyone listening or watching this. The promise is a totally renewed creation, heaven and earth, perfectly united. God at home with us and us at home with him. A new earth or a renewed earth in heavens. The Bible actually says we, those of us in Christ, we're going to rule and reign over the earth forever. So no, no harps on clouds. Physical bodies, perfectly alive in the spirit forever and ever and ever. God at home with us, us at home with him. No more death, no more sickness, no more pain, no more tears. All that stuff gone forever. And we're going to fulfill God's original plan to rule and reign over the earth he created. A better description then of eternal life would not be life after death, but life after life after death. Life after death, okay, I'm going to go and rest with the Lord. Hallelujah. Right? Some people, you ever been around somebody who's like ready to die? They're like, I'm just ready to rest, right? If they're in Christ, they're going to be resting with the Lord. But you guys, that's just a moment before forever, alive, in our bodies, God with us, us with God, with one another. I said it once, I'll say it again. This makes me take my life and my body a lot more seriously. <laughs> Understanding this. Come on, say, God actually cares about my body. Look at me. Careful how you live in your body. <laughs> You're stuck with it. 
in light of the coming resurrection, how will you live your life in your body now? Another whole topic, but there will be rewards. In our future, because of the way we live in our bodies now. If we understand our bodies are going to rise again, it ought to change the way we live in our body right now. And I want you to take that challenge with you this week and the rest of your days. I want to live my life and my body understanding that this body is going to rise again to be with God forever and ever. Just to finish, Daniel 2, 2 says, many of those whose bodies lie dead and buried, in, uh, buried will rise up. Some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting disgrace. The reality is we'll all rise. We'll all rise. Everyone. Everyone will rise again. Will you be of those who will rise to live forever or of those who rise to everlasting judgment and shame? Will you rise to life after life after death? Or will you rise to die forever the second death? One of those two realities will be all of our reality. And how we live in this earth, in this body, will determine that. How I live my life today in this body will determine what will happen to my body forever and ever. It's going to rise either to life forever or to die again forever. What will you rise to? What will be your eternal reality? Life after life after death or death after death after death? <laughs> For all of those who follow Christ will rise again and live forever. But those who reject Christ will die the second death forever. And today I have good news again. If you have put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are following Jesus. He has saved you from your sins. You're going to rise if you're still alive when he comes, your body's going to be transformed to live forever. If you die when he comes again, your body will rise to live forever and ever. If you have not put your trust in Jesus, you can right now. Right now. You can pass. The Bible says when, when, one puts, when we put our faith in Jesus, we pass from death to life. Would you mind just shutting your eyes and bowing your head for a moment? Because today, maybe somebody, maybe a few people need to make the decision today to surrender your heart, to surrender your life. You will die and you will be raised. Will you rise to eternal life or will you rise to the second death? Today, receive Christ. Surrender to Christ. Follow Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And He said... Those who believe in me, even though they die, yet they shall live. Make a decision today to go Jesus' way, to accept Jesus as your truth, to follow Jesus, to receive the life of Jesus.
If you put your faith and your hope and your trust in him, he'll save you from your sins and he'll give you eternal life. Does anyone need to make that decision today? If you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've never received Jesus Christ as Lord, or if you say, yes, I've believed in Jesus, but you are backslidden, you are far from God and you need to come back to God. If that's anyone to say, I wanna make that decision today, if that's you, would you just pop your hand up really quick and say, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Okay. All right. Anybody else say, that's me? Okay. Anybody else say, that's me? <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now listen, there is no magic prayer you can pray that can save you. The only thing that can save you is to turn away from your sin and turn your heart to Jesus. So right now, would we, could we all, even if it's your first time or even just to renew this, could we just say, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you came. I believe you died. I believe you rose again. Jesus, I turn away from sin. I surrender my life to you. I want to follow you. I want to live in this body for you, Jesus. I will be raised again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.